pray. Lord, it's in the name of Jesus that we come before you. God, we know that you are the great and the almighty God. You're not the all-powerful wizard of Oz, God. You are the one that, 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 that is transcends all. But God, you are the one that's intimate in our lives. Father, as we open your word in the next few minutes, as we hear from you, God, we ask that you speak to us. Lord, and we, we ask that we can understand better that we can speak to you and how we are to speak to you and why and all the, the, the good things that come with it. Father, as we have spent some time just reflecting and some time unburdening ourselves, God, my, my prayer is that you can uh, just penetrate through the, the, the thick skin, through the, the thick heads of some of us. God, and penetrate into the heart so we can hear your message. Because the truth that will set us free, Lord, is the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Lord God, we give it all to you. And all God's people said, Amen. All right. So I, get a, I had a, a, a week off and I, I changed things all up, right? So, so you all aren't going to give me another week off. No wonder everybody said that Dan did such a great job. I don't know if I can, if I can match six minutes. No, um, I haven't got a chance to, to listen to, to Dan's message, but I, I hear that it was, he did a, a great job. Um, and uh, I asked Dan, I said, hey, how'd it go? He said, well, I think it went well. They voted me in afterwards, so... <laughs> I thought that was a, a, a good thing. But uh, no, I, uh, I, I don't know what, what, why I, I was led to start out service that way today. Um, I think it was kind of birthed on a book that I, I read a long time ago. Um, imagine that. But uh, in, in this book, the, the, the name of this book, and um, I, I don't know if I would recommend everybody reading it. It's a decent book. It's not one of my top 10 or even top 20 best books or whatever. It might make, might make the top 50. I don't know. But anyhow, just the title alone of this book got me thinking. It was called Praying Backwards. And just that the thought process of, um, you know, what, what the, the, the author was trying to, to get across made sense. Uh, delivery method wasn't, you know, what I like, but whatever. But the, the concept behind it was like too many times um, we, we pray and then uh, we end with, in Jesus' name, amen, right? So the, the, his, his thought was, you know, what if we pray backwards? Now, before we get into that, I, I think that it, it's, it, it's, I guess it would be safe to say that most, if not all, Christians understand that we need to pray, right? So um, most Christians would, would, would understand also that, that, that we're um, instructed, if not commanded, to pray. So, so praying is not something like, I'm not going to get up here today and, and give you some, you know, this good formula or the, this quick quip, and everybody's going to be like, oh, crap, I got to pray. You know, I, I get it. 
That's not the intent this morning, because I think that we all understand that, that there is a need for that. But what happens, I think, is, is the, the, the need for prayer and the need for everything else uh, seem to be imbalanced. So what, what I want to do is I want to just talk a little bit about um, praying backwards, because I think when we pray backwards, we, we can start to understand like the, why it is that we pray and why it is that we need to pray and what you're missing out on, what, what, what as a, a believer that you're missing out on if you're not praying. Um, and, and I know that uh, a lot of you listen to Moody Radio in here, so you've heard this uh, statistic that the, the, the normal Christian prays three to five minutes a day. And, and I don't want anybody in here to, to, to raise your hands, but just think about that. If, if, if you pray three to five minutes a, a day, but you want God to bless your entire day, it, just, it, it, does, it, it seems like you would, you'd want to pray more, right? Just, just, just thinking. Um, when, when we pray, and in here, please, as, as a side note, I don't want to make anybody feel guilty. This is not my intent to make anybody feel guilty today. If you're, if you're sitting here and you're feeling guilty, you're like, man, I'm such a crappy person. You know, I suck as a Christian because I haven't been praying. Well, um, if I were to uh, um, have... If I were to have you raise your hands of, of, of those who struggle with a, a vibrant prayer life, a fervent prayer life, if I were to do that, I'm not going to do that, so just calm down. If I were to do that, you would look around and you'd be like, oh, crap, I'm not alone. Okay, here, let's do this, just to, to humor everybody that doesn't believe me. Who in here struggles with a vibrant prayer life? Everybody look around. We're not alone. We're not alone, okay. We're talking to the choir here. We're understanding that this is a struggle. This is something that we need to do better. Because why? Because as we're going to see, that we have a direct line with God. We can communicate with the creator of the universe in an intimate, personal conversation. What we've done, and when I say we, I think that the, 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 the church, not, not our church, I'm saying the church universal and Christianity has kind of put prayer down into a special formula. You've got to say these words and don't say this and make sure at the end you say in Jesus' name because if you don't say in Jesus' name, amen, none of it counts, right? You could have the most fervent prayer, but at the, if you do not say in Jesus' name, then you just voided the last three to five minutes, you know? No, what we need to do is we need to understand that there's no formula to praying. Um, one of my good friends uses um, a, a word that I stole this word from him because it's one of those awesome words. Like I want to teach when I have grandkids someday, you know, 20 years away, long, long, long time away. My wife's not in here, so she didn't hear me say it. So when I have grandkids long, long time away, I want to teach them this word. You ready? I'm gonna, I, I, every time I, I, I try to say this word, I mess it up, so let's see if I can get it. Perfunctory. Isn't that just a cool word? Perfunctory. Some of you are like, whoa, what's that mean? Okay, I had it explained to me. Perfunctory is like just going through the motions. A, a, a good example, as I was sitting at my, my uh, daughter's basketball game yesterday, I was thinking about this. 
that a good example is that when, when, when somebody's fouled and they go to the foul line, and they go through a routine, so they, they, they dribble the ball so many times, they spin it. One girl took the ball and she slammed it on the ground real hard, and then they shoot. That whole motion that they're going through, that's perfunctory. Kind of like in baseball. You know, everybody's watched baseball and the, 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 the guys they get up to the plate, or even softball, the guys get up to the plate, and they go through the same thing every single time. I'm not going to go through the motions because most of the guys, they end up grabbing themselves and adjusting every part of their body and everything. But that's perfunctory. I think sometimes that's what happens with prayer. And when we say, when we say at the end of the prayer, in Jesus' name, it's just a perfunctory statement. Like, all right, this is how I got to end my prayer. Okay, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I, I, want, I want to stress Saying in Jesus' name, we pray, amen, or in, Je- in, in your beautiful name, or any, any remnants of that is not a bad thing. I, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it, it's not a necessity in prayer to end that prayer that way. And what we need to understand is like the, 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 um, the author in which I was talking about that wrote the book Praying Backwards, he said, what if we... Instead of ending the prayer, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We began the prayer with, in Jesus' name I pray. Things would, things would be different. Because, and, and, I, and I say this, because I, I think that, that you, you all know me, that, that you, we have to change the way in which we think about things. If we want our actions to be different in the end, the way in which we think about things have to be different. So that, that under, we need to understand that the, the way in which we pray there has to be a, a cognitive change. There's got to be something in our mind that we understand that this is not just empty words being heaped up into heaven. That we're not just sitting here praying to the ceiling or praying to the floor, whatever. There's power in prayer. So when we pray in Jesus' name, it's more than just, just an ending to a prayer. It's more than just saying some words. There's meaning to that. So I think that we need to understand what it means to pray in Jesus' name. And what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we're going to, um, and, um, eloquently, from what I understand, Dan started us off in a series of prayer, so we're going to spend the next few weeks in prayer. So I want to know what it, I, want, I want to know what it means. I want you to know what it means. So what we do, and I'm, I'm really confident of this, because if we imp- if we um, actually execute what it is that we learn and we understand what it means to pray in Jesus' name, all of us that, that, that raised our hand that said, my, my prayer life isn't vibrant, you're going to see a difference in your prayer life. And it's not because of some special formula in which I, I, I can give you an, a, you an acronym or whatever and say, okay, you got to, you know, uh, P is for praise, and and R is for repentance, and A is for uh, adoration, and and Y is for yielding and submitting. Don't write that down. I mean, but you, you, I'm not going to give you that. I want to give you the the connection. I want to give you the connection here. So what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? I'll tell you what it's not. When we pray in Jesus' name or say in Jesus' name, this is not a mystical incantation. It's not like these special words that we got to formulate together and, oop, we're going to get God's attention. Oh, I didn't get his attention. I got to say it again. 
No, 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 no. That's not what it means to pray in Jesus' name. What we need to understand is when we pray in Jesus' name, we've got the attention of the Father. What praying in Jesus' name is, when it, and it talks about, and this is not something that man made up. You can go through, especially in the book of John. There's a lot of references, even just in the book of John, of in my name, praying in my name, doing this in my name. What we need to understand is what that means to do it in the name of Jesus. Well, in the name of Jesus, what that means is along with his character. So if we pray in the name of Jesus, we are praying in character with Jesus. This is not just you know, saying the right words again. It's praying in line with his desires. And when we pray in line with his desires, we pray in line with his will, he's given us a promise. Turn real quick to um, John chapter 14. Because in John chapter 14, verse 13, Jesus says, not, not, not me, Jesus gives us a, 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 um, a clear promise. He says in verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. All right, what does that mean? So if I ask in Jesus' name, give me a new car. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, right? No, 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 no. That's not what that means. What we have to understand is if we're asking in Jesus' name, what we, we, this is not name it, claim it. This is not just saying if I walk around the, a, a new truck 45 times and say, this is my truck, this is my truck. God's already given me this truck. It doesn't mean that he'll give you that truck. Praying in his name is lining up your will with his will, not his will with your will. It's understanding the desires of Jesus' heart are now the desires of your heart. But what's the desires of Jesus' heart? How am I supposed to know that? I'm glad you asked. Because he tells us. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that, love those, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. What's Jesus' sole purpose? What is his will he wants done? He wants the Father to be glorified. So just think about that. When you pray, are you, is your prayer lining up with the will of Jesus so that the Father is glorified? Now, what this does not mean is that we um, should not ask all things from God. No, no, no. What I'm saying is what, what Jesus says here is what you ask according to my will, in my name, this will be done. It says, he also tells us that we should um, ask the Father, give us this day our daily bread, ask of our needs, ask of, of the things that we want. What, what the difference is, he's promising these things that bring glory to God. And it's not dependent upon you to decide if it brings glory to God. It's dependent upon God to decide if it brings glory to God. But we are still to ask all things of him. Do we understand? We all tracking? Because I, I, I don't want to be the preacher up here that says, if you ask it, he's going to give it to you. All I know is what it says. It says, if you ask according to his will and if it glorifies the Father, he will do this. He says he will. 
He also says, cast all your anxiety, all your burdens on me, because I love you. Let me know what's going on in your life. Not that he doesn't already know. But he says, that which is troubling your heart, that's, that's, that's holding your heart down, cast that on me. Is he going to take it away? I, I don't know. Well, wait a second, that's not very encouraging, preacher. No, I can tell you this, he might not take you out of the storm, but he's going to help you through it. I was reading this week, and I was reading in John, um, no, actually I was reading a few of the Gospels, kind of flipping through just this, when Jesus sends his disciples across the, the Sea of Galilee, and he stays back and he prays. And when he sends them across the Sea of Galilee, and it says that he looked out and they were being tossed to and fro, they were in the middle of a storm, then it says he walked out to them. Sometimes we are sent out and God knows that we're going to hit a storm. But the beautiful part is he's going to meet us in that storm. He may not take us out of the storm. He may not call, say to the sea, calm the sea, you know, the winds and the waves and everything, calm that. But what he's going to do is he's going to get in the boat and he's going to take us through the storm. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise of God. When we're talking about praying in Jesus' name, it's not only just understanding that we're praying in the will, in the desire of the Son. We have to understand it's praying in the authority of the Son. Praying in the authority of the Son. Well, why is that so important? Because you can pray all you want. You can pray because of something I said, something that the, 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 the band played. But if you're not praying in the name of Jesus, and that does not mean, okay, here's, here's another thing. That does not mean that you have to start out your prayer like I, I did a couple minutes ago. In Jesus' name, I pray, you know, and then pray. No, it, it's an attitude. It's a posture. It's understanding that, that, that you are positioning yourself spiritually, mentally, sometimes even physically. So sometimes maybe it is, I got to get down on my knees, or I got to lay prostrate on, on, on the ground, whatever. It, it's, it's a posture saying, okay, I need to position myself because the one in which I'm going into to, to talk to is the creator of, of, of the universe. And, and, and when I pray, he listens. One of the, the things that kind of <laughs> strike me um, the most, I want to say, it doesn't, it doesn't make me mad, but it's just kind of a little bit irritating to me is that I run into people all the time and they say, hey, I know you're busy, but. And they, they, they talk. That, that's fine. I, I'm not too busy. Right? If you think that I'm busy, and I just got a small church that we got to take care of. If you think that I'm busy, what is your thought about God? Well, God, I don't want to bother you. And that, that sometimes keeps us from him. I don't want to bother him with this, or I don't want to bother him with that. Just think about this. And this, this is mind-blowing. The one who holds the universe in his hand, that, that, that created all the stars, has named all the stars, the one that... that, that, that sustains life. The one that can hear all the noise of the cosmos. Has anybody ever listened to a star? 
No? Just Google that sometime. They, they like make noises and stuff like that. I can remember when, when uh, Greg was getting his brain surgery and we listened to the, the electrical impulses of his brain and the noise in which it made. Just, just think about the, the, the noise, the cacophony that, that God hears all the time. And just think of this. When you pray, he focuses in on what you're saying. That's intimacy. If you say, well, I can't, you know, no one cares. No one, no one wants to listen to me. The one who, who sustains the world wants to listen to his sons and his daughters so intently. So the, the lie of the devil is that, well, he doesn't really care what you have to say. And you're, no, no, no. Tell him to go to hell and say, no, I know what where I am, and I know who I am. And I know that, that he does want to listen to me. And not only does he listen to me, he answers my prayers. So understanding when, when we pray, when we pray, we pray, if we're praying in the name of Jesus, we're praying in the authority of Jesus. Turn over to 1 John chapter 5. Because I believe this, that when we truly pray in Jesus' name, and that, that's that, remember, we're, we're, we're posture, posturing ourselves, that, that we are, and it's different for everybody. Different people have different distractions in your life. There are different times in which you enter into to pray to God. Obviously, you cannot lay prostrate on the, the, the seat of your truck as you're driving down the road, because then the people that are coming on the other way are praying like for this idiot to get out of the way because he's swerving all over the place. There are different ways in which you enter into and you pray and you prostrate yourself or you posture yourself to pray to God. But what we need to understand is when we truly are praying in and we're in that posture of praying to God, the Almighty God, and, and understand this, I don't have any special connection. I don't have any more connection than y'all. No one does. Actually, the, the Apostle Peter makes it very clear that we're all on the same plane when it comes to, to talking to God. What keeps us held back? What, what, what keeps us back from talking? It's just you and the distractions in your life. So when we come into this posture, when we say, I'm, gonna pray in, I'm praying in Jesus' name, what we need to understand that praying in Jesus' name is the intent of God. He intended that. He intended that. And, and when I say he intended it, it's that relational aspect. So prayer is relational. And it's intentional. We don't just break glass and pray because it's the last thing in which we need to do. No. God wants us to be intentional. He wants to come, us to come to him. You don't have to turn there, but, but one of my favorite text when it comes to this, when, when, pe when people say that, man, I just can't take this to God, or, or uh, there, there's something that is standing in my way, or I'm afraid, or whatever. Hebrews 4.16, love it. Let us with confidence, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When we pray, we're going with the posture in front of God and saying, this is what's going on. I need you. There's a, a, a relational aspect in prayer. 
As you're already there in 1 John chapter 5, John writes of this. 1 John chapter 5 verse 13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Okay, who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? Believers. All right? He's talking to the church. He's saying, okay, I'm talking to you. I write these things to you. Okay, I'm, I, I, I write these things to you, Jeremiah. I write these things to you, Bobby. I write these things to you, Kalina. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Why? That you may know, that you may know. I think that's good. Let me, let me say that one more time. That you may know. I, I want to hear that again. Just say that you may know. Oh, come on now. I know. We know that Lord's got a big mouth. Come on. <laughs> One more time. All right, so we all understand what he's talking about. That you may know that you have eternal life. Love this. When people come up to me and say, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saved or if I'm not saved. Well, here's a beautiful thing. The Bible tells us that we may know. You don't have to wonder. I hope I've done enough good to get into heaven. No, it doesn't work that way. It says that belief in the name of the Son of God. Ooh, there's that name again. In the power and the authority and the work of the Son of God. Belief in Him. You can know. And if you know, it says that you have eternal life. 14, and this is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. 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 Love the, I love that word. Oh, wait, wait, we just... Did that word just appear back in Hebrews chapter 4? Mm-hmm. With confidence we can approach a throne. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Same thing, when according to his will, according to his name, according to his nature. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. What does that mean? It means if we're praying according to his will, if we're praying in his name, it says that the prayer is promised to be answered. It's a promise. It's not just wishful thinking. When we pray and we understand that there's a relational aspect that there's power in prayer. Everybody, I know that, that, that I've heard many of you talk about there's power in prayer. Absolutely, the power in prayer is the confidence in Jesus Christ. That's the power. That's the source. So if we are not having a vibrant prayer life, my bet, and I'm not a very betting man because I would lose, but my bet is that, that you have a misunderstanding of, your, of, of the, 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 the authority and the relationship in which you have with the Son. I, I'm not saying, please, don't, don't hear me like I'm saying, y'all don't believe in Jesus and y'all are going to hell. I, I'm not saying that. But you, you, your, your, um, your view of, of the Son and the, the view, your view of author, the authority of Jesus isn't high enough. Because if we understand that all authority has been given to Jesus, A-L-L, all. Bobby, what's that mean in Greek? 
all, thank you, he's our Greek scholar for the day, all, all authority has been given to Jesus. And if we're praying in his name, when he has all authority, what can stand against him? Nothing. I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm maybe too simplistic in this. But if he has all authority, and I'm praying in, in his name, and in, in his power, and in his strength, and according to his will, because he wants to glorify the Father, he has the ability to grant that prayer, right? We don't have to hope. I, I, I love this. It reminds me of when I was a kid. Man, I was a manipulative kid. My dad's back here going, mm-hmm. I knew who to go to to get what I wanted. Nobody else, I'm sure, in here was like that, right? No, 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 no. I knew if I wanted A, okay, I can go to dad to get this. But if I wanted B, well, I better go to mom to get this. But if I wanted G, oh, I better go to grandma or grandpa to get this. I knew where to go to get what I wanted. I, this may be a, a bad connection here, but I, I think that what we need to understand is we need to know where to go to get what it is that God lays on our hearts. If God lays something on your heart to do something, go to Him. Don't go to Facebook. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of wisdom there on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. I get it. Not really. But go to God. If God calls you to do something, if he is saying, I want you to do this, he's going to give you the strength, the power, the ability, the wisdom, whatever it is that you need to do this. You don't have to, oh, I wonder what, I mean, how, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to fund this, or how I'm going to be able to, to, to swing this. Or No, if God tells you to do something, he's not going to say, hey, figure it out. And sit back there like a, you know, a, a dad that's watching his kids struggle putting Legos together. I just do that because I'm an idiot when it comes to putting Legos together. That's what I got Haley for. But anywho... No, God's not going to sit back. Now I'm going to you know, figure this out. On, you, you better figure this out on your own. No, what we do is, okay, God, you've told me to do this. Now what we have to understand is, did God tell you to do this, or is this just what you, you want to do? It says that, that if we abide or if we delight in the Lord, that he'll give us the desires of our hearts. He'll give us those things that, that, that come up and say, oh, I need to do this. Well, is that from God or is that from me? Well, if we're delighting in the Lord, meaning abiding, also meaning um, setting up dwelling in the Lord, and he gives us these, these thoughts and these, uh, these desires of our heart, we can know that they're, they're from him. And we know that he's going to help us. He's going to empower us to execute those. So it's not just, oh, I hope this kind of works out. No, if we're praying in Jesus' name and he's given us this, well, we have to understand he has promised it. If you don't hear anything else, anything, 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 anything else that I say, understand this. No relationship, no confidence. Okay? No relationship, no confidence. If, if you're sitting here 
And you're, you, 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 you're, you're, and we've all, we're all, we've all rose our hand, raised our, whatever the proper grammatical term, raised our hands, right? Raised it did, exactly. Thank you, Bobby. So we raised it did our hands and said, I'm struggling in my prayer life. You're struggling in confidence. It's not okay. But here's the deal it's okay to be not okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay, right? It's not okay. What we need to do is we need to have confidence in the one in, which we, in whom we serve. We need to understand that my confidence is in Christ. My relationship has to be with him. Because if my relationship's stronger with my Lord and my Savior, if my relationship's stronger, my confidence is going to be stronger. Just, just think about that. Think about your relationship with God, your relationship with Christ, not anybody else's, because you cannot do anything for anybody else's relationship, because yours is jacked enough, mine's jacked enough that I need to work on my relationship with Christ, because until I work on my relationship, I can't help others. Ask, I, I, I wrote down a few questions. Do you pray with confidence? Do you pray with confidence? Don't answer that, but just ask yourself, do I pray with confidence? If you're not praying with confidence, you're not praying in the name of Jesus. Do you pray expecting God to hear you? Like when you sit down and you, 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 you posture yourself to pray... Do you pray hoping God hears you? Or do you sit down and do you pray knowing that God is going to hear you? Expecting him to hear you. How about this one? Do you pray expecting results? Now, I say just expecting results because maybe the result is not what you expected. But do, when you pray, do you just kind of hope up and I wish this would happen? Or are you praying, expecting God to move? Because I look at, this, I look at it this way. If I just pray and I hope God does something, I have a lack of, of faith and a lack of confidence in him. The last time I checked, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the last time I checked... Jesus rose from the dead. He's alive and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And it says that the, the, the spirit that rose him from the dead is the same spirit that's inside of me as a believer in, in him. So where is my lack of confidence? It's not in his inability to perform. It's in my ability to accept I've got to accept, he's conquered Satan's sin and death. I am more than victorious. Satan, you ain't got nothing on me. Right? If you pray expecting results, next question, do your results line up with Jesus' name? 
Again, that, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't cast all of our burdens, all of our anxieties, all of our prayers on him. But just ask yourself, when, when you say, God's not answering my prayers, start with, are your prayers lining up with the name of Jesus, for one? If they're not, okay, which is understandable because there are desires that are put on our heart. I get, I get this. But sometimes we need to understand that, that a, an answer that is given may not be the answer in which we want. Yes, no, and wait, right? God says yes, he says no, and he says, you ain't ready yet. Yes, no, and wait. Now, that's not just some preacher talk so we can, you know, bide some time and everything. No, that's understanding that even though you're praying for something, whatever the something is, God knows when you need this or when you can handle this or, or when this can happen to be best and most effective for His glory, for His purpose, for His plan. What we need to do is we don't need to take an answer of no because He says no. The most loving Father says no. Because we don't know what we need. We know what we want, but we don't always know what we need. If God always said yes, then we'd have a bunch of millionaires in the, the audience, right? In the, in the church. God, just let me, if, if I win the lottery, I'll, I'll, I'll tithe 15%. <laughs> just say yes. No, no I, I'm saying God doesn't always say yes. And just because he doesn't say yes doesn't mean he's not answering. And just because he doesn't say yes and he may say no isn't because he does not love you. Remember, the one who holds all the universe in place is the one that meets with you intimately when you go before him. When you with confidence come before the throne. So when we're talking about prayer and we're talking about praying, don't look at prayer as a hope and a wish. Look at prayer as I'm talking to God. I am important to God. I matter to God. And it doesn't matter the lie, whatever lies that the devil tries to whisper in your ear. I'm a child of God. Now, what does it mean to be a child of God? I'm glad you asked, because it does say that here. To you who believe in the name of the Son of God. First start with, if, hey, my prayers aren't being answered. Okay, God hears the prayers of His children. Start there. I'm not saying question your salvation, but I want you to be, make sure of your salvation. Make sure you put your trust in Him. Not just you know of Him. No, I put my trust in Him. Because it's when you put your trust in Jesus that you become sons and daughters of Him. And being a son, being a daughter of the Almighty gives you access anytime to Him when you come in His name. Let's pray.
God, my prayer is Lord, that we just better understand. We're not going to be experts when we leave here, but we better understand that it's, it's really not contingent upon us on what we can do, but it's what you've already done, and we need to have confidence in that. And because of that confidence, we can come and we can enter into your presence. God, we, my, my heart says that there are those here that are struggling with, I, I want to pray more, I want to have confidence, but they're just struggling. And my, my prayer is that they quit believing the lies of the devil and focus on the truths of your word. So, Father, I ask that we can cast all of our cares, Lord. We can cast everything at your feet. That as we leave these doors, that we have a a new fire to to meet with you. So we can blow the statistics of three to five minutes. Maybe we go six to seven minutes now. And then seven to eight or whatever. We take baby steps, but we make it happen because we want to meet with you. God, we rejoice in what you've done. God, what you're doing and what you will do. Father, let us just stay focused on you. Lord Jesus, you are the the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we do pray this in the name and in the power, the authority of your Son.